Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It is time for the Moderate Texan podcast. You know who I am. I am Jay, aka the Moderate Texan. I have my co-host here, XOXO. How you doing today, my guy? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Hope y'all have a, a wonderful end of the weekend, a week ready for this weekend's game. Hope y'all stay blessed. I have a great mental. Can't wait to talk about some football. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. It's going to be a good, good day. What's up, Matt? What's up, everybody that's already here? You guys know how it goes. As I said, we're the Moderate Texan Podcast. I'm Jay. That is XO there. A bit information. All of our information is down below in the description. So if you want to hit us up on Twitter, DM us there. If you want to hit us up on uh, and via email, you can email us at the Moderate Texan uh, the moderate Texan at gmail.com. If you want to get on Discord, we're on the Texans 22 Discord. We're on various other Discords. I'm on the uh, 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 Jordan uh, Poons, if you know anything about him. He is Texans Thoughts. I'm on his Discord. So if you want to talk with me there, feel free. Any Texan space, we're, we're there as well. Um, if you like the content that we're that we're that we're doing, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. We want to know what we're doing right. We want to know what you guys want to hear. Um, we want to give you guys the content that you're looking for. We want to cover that film for you. And as you know, in the process of giving you guys that film, it's not just so that you guys can see the film and hear us speak. It's because we're looking through a little bit of darkness. We're looking through that crazy junk that everybody wants to talk and bring you right back to the middle. All right, Exo. We've had a lot, a lot of craziness be going on for this week, but we are less than 24 hours away from a football game this weekend. Can't fucking wait. My bad for my language. My bad for my <laughs> French. Can't wait, guys. You know, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be amazing. Now, nah, fuck that. We're coming to Baltimore to them B more dudes. Avenue attitude. We here. We here. I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait indeed. But here there was there was a conversation today. What's up, uh Matthew? And what's up? Uh Texans 22. Glad to see y'all here. There's been a little bit of a situation that's been going down. People seem to forget that we weren't supposed to be here. And I know that's brought up a little too much. But the reason that it's such a big deal is because at the beginning of the season, we hold, we heard everybody tell us that it was time to temper our expectations. We were told by everybody that we not only weren't good enough, but we were going to stink. We were going to be smelling like the garbage left out for two whole days in a humid, in humid Houston weather. That's what we were told. We were told that we weren't good enough, that we were far below the poverty line. We were a poverty franchise. People talking about you could tell the dysfunction through Zoom calls, and they kept layering it and layering it and layering it and layering it and layering it on and expected us to not be able to swim in the filth that they laid on us. They expected us to not be able to handle it. They expected us to not be good enough or not be strong enough. Well, fam, we're in the divisional round. We're about to play the number one seed. We ended as the four seed. We got in the playoffs. We punched our ticket. And here they are. Here this that team way. is. We, we, we've been waiting. We've been swimming in the muck. We've been swimming in the filth. We've been swimming in the deep waters. 
yeah, we're going to them, but they also got to come to us. And my guys, we've already been baptized. Mm. They haven't yet. Mm. It's about to happen. It's mm. about to go down. So Houston, we've already stood up to get baptized. Baltimore, love y'all. Love your food. Hate your roads because I-95 sucks. Uh, I'd rather be in Aberdeen. I'd rather be in Churchville. I'd rather be in Havit of Grace. I'd rather be far away from Baltimore. But Baltimore, y'all treated me right at M&T Bank and at Camden Yards. Cool stuff. But I got to tell you, be prepared to stand up and get baptized. That's all I got to say about that. Let's get into the other stuff, though. It's time to talk about film. It's time to talk about what we saw that was good. Unless you got something else for me. Uh, uh, I'm going to wait for the after the film. No. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let me jump in real quick and let's get that information going. Good God. All right. Let me pull that up real quick. While I'm pulling that up, like I said, don't uh, feel free to like comment and subscribe all right we got a couple of plays here exo i'll let you break this one down first all right here guys we have here a very 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 interesting play this is this is one of those texan swarm plays man this is one of those plays where we are coming together as a defense. We're coming together, flying towards the ball. We're kind of putting things together. Um, can you give me the tight view real quick? I want to. Yes, I gotta give a. I gotta give a shout out to the initial initial rush to cause this to cause this. I guess miscue because I'm not gonna lie on this play. Uh, there were open receivers on the on the field side of the ball, but. There's nothing you can do when you have a Will Anderson pushing your 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 tackle and and your, your breadbasket. There's there's nothing I could do when I try to scan the field. I look to my right, and there's there's the number three overall pick pick pushing a guy that's, that's there to protect me in my lap, and so I have to get the ball out, and I have to figure out a way to get the keep the chains moving, keep the keep this play going. And I just, I just like the all-out effort by our defense. I love, I love the impact of what Anderson is having on this defensive line. I like the mug look that uh, D'Amico is starting to do now. Uh, he's starting to line up a lot of guys on the line just to figure out how smart their quarterback is or not even how smart it is. All right, can you decipher fast enough what we're really doing? All right, if I'm coming down this gap, if I'm coming down backside, am I doing the late release? Am I doing the late rush? We don't know. We, we're, we're just playing the game, and I'm loving what we're seeing here. I'm loving what we're seeing here. I thought that was Will Anderson. Is that is that my guy Gernard? Is that Mr. $20 million or $17 million APY? I that apologize. Is, uh, I gave it, I gave it to William Anderson the third. I who apologize was on that rush. He who was there. Awesome. You know, he but, had to get through a weak ass tight end named Joku, but I'm gonna I'm gonna still get there. I'ma still get there. I just I just gotta get credit to my edge rushers, and the edge rushers is gonna be a key piece in how and how we can and can win this game this weekend. But I gotta give a props to there. Can you give it back to the wide view? We got a one safety high look where uh we're Q 
keeping the middle of the field, middle section, uh, basically from eight to eight to twenty, eight to fifteen, eight to eighteen, uh, relatively uh, shaded. So you got to figure out where we're going to. Where's our pass keys and stuff like that? No, no quick hitters across the middle. No quick hitters that's going to be folded behind our linebackers. Only thing I had a concern by is the my uh, routes that are on Stephen Nelson's side. Um, I don't know what his his keys exactly were on this play. I think he kind of followed it correctly. I needed one of the other receive, uh, I guess defensive back probably Desmond King to have some sessional not sessional awareness, uh, to have some field awareness to see what this what was around him. And so that was my big uh, biggest gripes on this play. Uh, kept his eyes in the backfield and almost let a big play happen, but the big play didn't happen because our rush was there, and that's that complimentary football that we need. Indeed. Uh, one of the things I noticed right off the bat, obviously, John Grenard almost jumps off sides there uh, and that tackle's not aware enough to uh, move so that he can get that neutral zone infraction penalty going. But it is what it is there. Uh, most everything is covered up. Yes, I know Desmond King is is a little late to get out there and, you know, he'd never really uh, I think that's Elijah Moore. He never really locates him. Um, but in reality, everything's kind of locked up. The, the pass off here is great. If he throws it to any of these people, it's either going to be an incomplete pass, a quick tackle or a pick, right? So he can't really throw it anywhere here. He has to take the check down. It's going to take too long to look over here. I think the defense played it well, but I think often in this game, if he had had more time, he could have hit bigger things. The problem is he didn't have more time. So I absolutely agree with you if he did have that time. But also you got to give a little bit of a shout out to the interior pass rush, right? Mm. I don't think we give them enough credit here um, because the reason is not just the edges. The edges do Ooh. beat everybody. But Lee Collins it puts the spin cycle on 75 and he Ooh. starts to get there. So you have three of your four rushers getting there they are they are getting making the joe flacco have to step look look at this they are they're there you have three guys in his lap and the fourth one uh i think that is khalil davis khalil davis doesn't lose any ground but he occupies two offensive linemen and there's really not a spot for joe for joe flacco to jump and and rush up into because grenard's got one lane and i'll kind of play through this again so you can see Grenard's got this lane over here. Will Anderson has this lane, and Collins is right in front of him. He can't step up. He would only have to go backwards, and if he does that, he's sacked. So this is a really, really, really good job by the line, and it's complemented well by the secondary, taking away his immediate options. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the next play. I'll start this off here. This play, I'm going to talk about this because I was a bit upset about this. Okay. This play should never, this, this pass should never have been thrown. Like, if you're going to throw this ball away, throw it away somewhere else, but not there. Uh, please, God, never do this again, CJ. Because I'm, if I'm going to be honest, this would have been a pass I would have risked more than this one. Yeah, he started to kind of come open in the end. But uh, there's a safety over the top there. You got to see that. Uh, in reality here, he probably should have gone to Dalton Schultz uh, as he is more open 
than Noah Brown is. Um, and this this is kind of where I begin to have uh, not qualms, but but issues. God dang it, yo! Sorry, I'm getting hit up on uh, Discord and it keeps going off on me. Um, I'm having qualms with CJ wanting to push the ball down. Golly, y'all, leave me alone for a second. Uh, all right. Um, CJ likes to push the ball down the field, and that sometimes can be at a detriment. And this is where you'll begin to see it here, right? So, again, he has time. He's not he's not under any immediate pressure here. Mm-hmm. He actually has the time to choose so a better target, better, right? Better target. And, and it's one of those moments where he those those rookie those rookie lapses, those rookie moments where like, all right, let me let me try to get the big shot. Let me try to push the ball down the field. I, I'm feeling it. I got the high hand. I'm gonna try to make something that in hindsight, I don't need to make. Exactly. Exactly. But what I, well, the reason why, I mean, he's been doing this all year, so I can't say this is new stuff. He has been doing this all year and he has trusted players like Noah Brown on passes like that all year. And he does win, but again, CJ has to recognize there's safety help up there. And we've seen him recognize that stuff in other games. Um, but I, I, you can't do this. You can't do this uh, at all, really. This is probably his worst play of the game, um, and you, you can't really do this. And he has time. When he throws this ball, the only person that's close to him is laying on the ground. He's pancaked. He, he has time. Like, he could have run out a little bit. He could have escaped out of the pocket. He has the time. He really so could have hit the tight end and come underneath the drag, but I – I was gonna save that for my point. Well, we could actually speak to it right now. Yeah, he could hit. He could hit Dalton Stress coming underneath on the on the the eight yard end or the uh, five yard end. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five yard end, six yard end. He could have hit that. You know, Dalton could have run a little aggressive more route so he can make it more uh, prevalent that he uh, throw it to me. But he's it's a it's a reaction route. It's a it's a it's a breaking route. It's a as soon as I stem you up and get you low, I'm going to break you off. Hopefully, uh, he could run that a little bit harder next time. But this is one of those plays that, you know, CJ wish he, he would have back. But this is one of those plays where those, uh, excuse me, uh, those those moments kind of like weird. He could have hit, uh, he could have hit, uh, Robert Woods. Robert on Woods on the, on the whip route. Yeah. He, hit, he, he got him. He uh, it, got him. Like it, it's there. So he had better throws, but this is one of CJ's tendencies. He likes to push the ball down the field. All right. He, that's that what mean, he really wants to do. So if enough about the bad on this play. Let's get some good. Let me get that type of you real quick, big dog. Because that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's a that's a show that's a highlight showcase. I want to. Whenever he's over, uh, I could definitely speak on that. If we can't, if one of the plays doesn't have it specifically, we can go back it. to that. F- okay, great. Uh, we could go back to the first play to probably show where D'Amico kind of saw the tendency arising. Um, I want to give a big shout out. I've said it on the uh, uh, the Texas Roundtable talk. Talk to the Texas 22 folks in the chat. Uh, make sure you follow those two. Make sure to follow, you know, That's... our boys at uh, uh, H-Town Rundown. Make sure H-Town to follow uh, Ruben and uh, uh, yep. follow Ruben and Harley at uh, on the Believe in Texans podcast I and with their own stuff. So so get get all the Texans people. Get them all involved. 
And so I have to shout out my interior O-line. I want my guys to look at my quarter ton of fun, Bowling Ball, Shaq Mason, my guy. He should have got an all-pro nod, probably, you know, probably not, but, you know, he, he should have got some Pro Bowl votes. And my guy, Juice Scruggs, handling the interior for my guy, CJ, to deliver a bullshit ball, but we're going to talk about that. We talked about that earlier. This is this is the type of interior O-line play you need for CJ to cook for this offense to thrive. I need time for my routes to develop, and I need space for my quarterback to feel comfortable to deliver the ball. We got Shaq Mason thudding up uh, Thomasman. Who that is a guy that is a one of the known and one techniques, uh, nose shade, uh, no shades, uh, uh, nose guard, uh, nose tackles in the league. And you got Miles Garrett, is that Miles Garrett on twist? No, it's 54 and twist. You got you got a twist pickup by Juice seamlessly. I knew that bullshit was coming, but I was there to stop it. Those are the type of plays you need, those are the type of plays that really go, go unnoticed until bullshit starts to happen. Until sacks start to happen, and so I'm, I'm glad my O line is coming together or coming to a full, like, uh, getting the uh, what's the what's the c word, continuity, uh, con- continuity, getting the continuity together for us to ha- to go on this run. So I just had to give a shout out to my interior O lineman. I see you, Shaq. I see you, Juice. Laramie, you already know what you do. You already you get paid the most out of the whole damn everybody on the team. So George Fant. You 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 go you extend yourself three years in the league, minimum two, a minimum two years left in the league. So, I'm glad, CJ. Hey, stop that shit. Yeah, uh, and one last thing I really want to talk about on this play that I don't think people are going to give credit enough to is all year we have talked bad about Dalton Schultz. He hasn't gotten open. He's too slow. Uh, he just got open right there against corner. Man. I don't like Dalton. He's not our. He's not. I don't think he could, should come back. I think we could get better. But look, he he wins here. Man, Robert know. Woods wins here, right? We hey. have Darion Gubwale with all of this. Wait. I mean, he's not been that great, but he is a dump off option, and all of this space is there. There are options. All I want to say here is let's that let's go Dalton tight end two tight end two. Let's go, baby. Uh, all I want to say here is Dalton Schultz uh, or CJ Stroud. You got to you, you got to back away from that tendency of wanting to throw the ball down the field. Teams are picking up on that. As we get into this divisional round, you're going to have players and teams like the Ravens who are coming up that are going to make you pay for that. So you gotta you gotta be a little bit better there, um, and 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 make sure that you are protecting the football more because throwing that into double coverage like this and throwing a hospital pass at that because that knocks Noah Brown out of the game can't do that. And the season, yeah, and the season you can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. All right, next next play. Ooh. Oh, I know this play. Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's there. He's him. He's one of those guys. Guys, I need y'all to understand how, how, how great this play is. I don't like. Yeah, shout out to Nico. Shout out to CJ. This is this is a team play. This is a team play. I'm gonna start from the trenches up because as my name states, as my on my account, it starts up front. It's it's in the trenches. The trenches where it all starts. I'm looking at my O line. 
had a double twist, almost a triple twist, because he had a late or late rush on the end, if I'm correct. Let me look at JOK, who wasn't supposed to be rushing on this play because he willed out. Instead of taking the, a running back, he said, fuck it, I'm going to rush. When is there late? You're looking at your O-line, handled two double pickups. Shout out to Shaq Mason and Juice Krugs again. Shout out to Dieter again. Shout out to Laramie and George Fent doing their fucking job, giving our quarterback enough time to throw the ball. So let's go back to the wide view. Let's go see what greatest looks like. Let's see how CJ is able to decipher and analyze the entire defense. Understand it, it they rolled into a one-safety high look, which is CJ's bread and butter. I'm going to get my one-on-ones on the outside. CJ knows I got a, a deep route with Nico on the outside, and I feel like he can beat this motherfucking route. And CJ understands I need him to break on the route. As soon as he breaks, I'm letting this ball go. So shout-out to everybody on this, because this is fucking great ball. This is great team ball. And this shit is amazing. This what makes it even better, amazing. what makes it even better, outside of the fact that Nico disrespects the corner, by putting his hand up as soon as he crossed his face. Disrespectful. Is the fact that everybody else already know literally takes everybody else out of this. It they make this a one-on-one. Do you if you guys think the Browns didn't know about Nico Collins at the start of the game? I don't know what to tell you. You've been living under a rock. They knew about him. But other dudes have won. Right, other dudes have have beaten other guys because CJ spreads the ball out, and if he doesn't get hit while he's throwing, this is probably a touchdown. But the beauty of this play, the thing that I love the most, is cleared. He has to come down. He ha- he's here. The safety follows the guy who's the deepest the deepest man at the moment, and that leaves this entire side of the field open for Nico Collins. And Nico Collins has proven he can burn anybody in this league. Beautiful play from the line. I gotta give a shout out. I've been I've been a huge fan of Juice Scruggs all year. Like this dude is the he's the truth to me. He's had his moments, his rookie moments, but good God Almighty has he been good. Gotta give a shout out to Shaq Mason who has not gotten enough love on this team. He should have got Pro Bowl nods. He should have got. Uh, uh, all pro nods. He didn't shout out to George Fant, who is the backup right tackle who started all year. Shout out to Larry Tunsil, who again continues to, to dominate. First off, let's make it a point here that Miles Garrett went up against both George Fant or yeah, George Fant and um, against Larry Tunsil and got nothing. Nothing happened. We're getting to watch a line that is finally, as you wanted to say, cohesive and playing complementary to each other. The continuity, baby. That beautiful continuity. It's there's they, they got that con the confluence, the, the continuity, all the C words. They're they they got it. CJ it's really on. CJ really stood in there to deliver that ball. I love it, man. And that's what you want to see out of a quarterback. This is not what we saw in week one, and we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later when we talk about the Ravens, but let's move on to the next play. So uh, while we're doing that, how you doing, BJ? I don't want to make you think I'm leaving you be. Uh, I don't know if Leo's watching or if it's if it's uh, 
uh, I don't know if it's Leo that's watching on the Texas 22 account or if it's VT, but I got a problem here. Um, I know Leo said he's been Steven Nelson's hater since the beginning of the year, uh, but I have had qualms with him for a while. Now, Leo I will and, say... Leo and Tony Snow, biggest yeah, Nelson yeah. haters I've seen all year. All year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say that I've been critical because I feel like some plays he's taken off. But in this game, he didn't really take any plays off. But you can tell he's hurt. You could tell he's not 100%. I will, I will, I will, I will say this of this play before I let you cook him. Mm -hmm. It should have been a push off on the Joku at the um, break of the route, but you're still a corner. You're still a corner. And I expect my corner to cover a tight end and cover three. I agree. Now, here's my bigger. This is where I I know you're going to say cook him. Here's my problem. I know it's a push off. But. Here's the problem that I have. I'm going to pause it at the exact moment. Why is Steven Nelson, why does he, why is he not getting depth? Why is he five yards behind Stingley? It's a great why, question. Why, why are you acting like you're the box safety? It's a great question. The VT. Why, up, why is it? Shout out, shout out to VT. Uh, if you guys aren't following him on Twitter, go ahead and give him a follow. Um, and again, follow Texans 22. They put out great content. Um, why are, are you, you not getting deep? Why is it that the other, the younger corner, the one that everybody's been calling a bust, which we were, that they were all wrong and you eat that crow. Why is it that he's playing this defense better than you? It seems that you don't know. It seems in this play that you forgot or you got jammed or something. You did not respect David Njoku. You didn't respect it. And because of that, and because of what we know to be your injury, you got made to look like a fool on national television. Again. And this isn't the first time. Steven Nelson, if you're watching this, I ain't apologizing, but I will say I, I get you're hurt, man. I get that you're giving all you got. But my guy... You what have to play. This? You have to do your job. Respect you have to see on your chest. Do your job. How the, Don't how the be f- the weak link. That's all I got to say about that, man. It, it, it right. angers me because this play has happened too many times. There's nothing more to be said on that one. Shout out to my D-line for trying to get the pressure, hoping that the coverage is going to be there so they can get home. I know you tried. I see. I see. God damn, Heinish! Hold on, go back. I forgot about that no, one. Real quick, Heinish has been no. He has been legit. He's trying to get his spot back. He's trying to take it away. Good grief, Heinish! I'm trying to tell you, boy. I forgot about that on this play. You got DT five and DT six going off, going off. Mind you, let me say it again. DT five and six. Could Lil White, could Lil Davis was picked up week two, week three? Yeah. was a layover, uh, undrafted free agent from last year that beat out, uh, what you call it? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Roy Lopez. Roy, yeah, Roy Lopez, who's on the Cardinals now. These are guys that are not even supposed to be on the field. This is a dead piece when uh, an interior D lineman get hurt because Hassan Rizray was supposed to be out there. T.R. Tyler was yeah. supposed to be out there. That was, that was, he was, he wasn't on the team. 
I forgot what's the other DT that got hurt too. So these guys, we got guys, interior guys are not even supposed to be here. Not supposed to be on the field right now. Playing playing a damn good game. Fucking love it. Shout out to Kurt Hines. I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if anybody can show you. It's a hell of a fucking play, baby. It's a hell of a yeah, fucking if it, play. If they didn't tell if they didn't tell you in the film room on that deep in that, that defensive line meeting, man, you've been balling. You've been balling out. You've been balling out. And I don't know if you make the Texans next year, but this play right here tells me you should. Yeah, like good grief. Good grief, man. And this is their interior. These are their starters who came back. These aren't backups. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, Outside of that, at the defensive line, they played as good as they could. Um, Lou Anderson gets pressure off the off the off the side there. We get Dar- Derek Barnett starting to get close. Heinish is getting there. The ball's just out, and David and Joku wins. It is what it is. But this this kind of play here, we can't allow. We can't allow that junk to happen against the Ravens. You can't allow Isaiah Likely to do this. Right? You can't allow Zay Flowers to do this. Can't allow that to happen. Yep. All right. Next play. Oh, the same play. Oh, did it not go to the next play? Yeah. No, uh, no, let's go to the next play. Then. Here we go. This is five. This is fifth play. Here we go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. You want to go first? I'll let you go first. I want y'all to see greatness right now. One thing I said on the Houston roundtable or Texas roundtable talk is that I, I, this is the first time all game. This is the first time I've seen all season. Not really all season. Let me not be hyperbolic like that. But let me just say this: I haven't seen the the Browns bite this fucking hard on a play action all all game. Damn it, all see like I want y'all to see, look at this defense commit and bite on this run so hard to leave a backside screen open for. Nico Collins to take to the house. We're on the 16-yard line, and we throw a backside tunnel screen that Nico doesn't even take through the tunnel. I'm going to cut this bitch back because why? The whole defense is on the right side of the field. Yep. I know, and I love it. And shout-out to my boy, Juice. I just saw this shit late. Let that big boy out there. Shout-out to Larry Tunsil for getting a block. For getting a key block to make that touchdown happen. This is a I, I want y'all to know this is a very beautiful play. And let me get the last shot out. Shout out to Bobby Slowick for dialing this shit up. Cause I didn't think halfway, I didn't think it should work. And half I'm like, why are we running this type of play? Now I see. Because if I don't, if y'all don't realize the play before this, it was a I think a one-yard game or some dumb shit like that, where the defense was pinning their ears back and pitted training hard. And look what happens when you have an over-aggressive defense. You have an offensive coordinator that can be like, all right, I got something for that ass. I got a backside screen off of a play action. And let me make sure if I've seen this right. And big formation with a late tight end motion. Y'all, do y'all see the amount of 
movement and the amount of thought that went to his play. We have heavy personnel with two uh, offset tight end, offset tight end on the left side with a, a tight end attached on the right. Sent that motherfucker in motion and hiked the ball with a play action through a backside. To Do you know how complicated and complex this play is? Do you know how many times they probably had to run this shit to get this right? And do you know how many times they probably try to run this in the regular game and it fuck up and we all look at Bobby Sok and the rest of the offense like, what the fuck are they doing? Hmm. Hmm. Preach. Preach. We watch, we watch greatness this weekend, guys. I want y'all to know it. And I hope we have greatness this weekend again. Because what I... Ooh. Go ahead, cook, boy. Go ahead, cook. What I really want y'all to notice in this play, <laughs> I, I said at the beginning of the season, and XO, you were here when I said it. I said, I don't care if we play perfect. Perfection is not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is precision, right? If you mess up a little bit, at least make it precise. At least play the play like you would have played it if you played it right. We didn't play this play perfect. Revan Jordan ran into a blocker. He he go he's he messes up. It is what it is. He runs back into fame. It is what it is. But you know what made this play work? The fact that everybody else still did their job. They didn't do it perfectly. Good God, did I mean I love I love you, Juice, but Juice, you didn't block nobody. He tried. Hey, bro, that's three, that's he tried. It's three twenty open space. I'm trying, man. He tried. He tried. <laughs> that's three. But he didn't space. block nobody. What we get here is imperfection that still works because everybody still did their job as precise as they could. They still did their job to the utmost extent. And what you get here is a touchdown. What you get here, and, and the reason this play really works is because we did run before this. In fact, the play we ran before this was a jet sweep to Nico Collins. That's why we're four yards up. Is because mm. we ran a jet sweep to Nico Collins. Mm. So now we put Nico on the outside. It looks like we're going to run again because we've got that I formation kind of going out there. We've got, or at least a single back right there. We're going to, we're, we're obviously going to run it, right? We're going to run it to the right. Nope. Pull that ball down. I got something for them over aggressive ass boys. And I want you to notice the placement. You're correct. The blocking is beautiful. It is. Gorgeous. And they play this perfectly. And here's the other thing that I really like. Mechie doesn't give up on the play on the other side. Mm. He doesn't just stop running. He, he keeps going. Dalton Schultz runs his route. Mm. Execute. How many execute. times have we seen players not execute fully? And then that leaves us in the lurch. Not only is the blocking gorgeous. The rest of the play is gorgeous because players actually did their job. When you do your job, you have the best chance. Shout out to Nico Collins for being fast enough to get there too. Being big bodied enough to put anybody who tries to hit him in the dirt. Love it. Love it. Love a good play. Let's get to the next play. I'll take this one from the jump. Let's see what this one is. Oh, what we got here. Ah. Yep. This one is yep. what it is. This one's a beater. This one, I think we're a little over aggressive. Yep. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of point out the point in which we are over aggressive. I think we put Perryman in a bad spot with our over aggression here. Christian Harris and who is this right here? Petrie. Petrie. Yeah. Christian Harris and Petrie both converge here. 
Um, and is this who is this? Is this that's that's uh, um, I think that's Nelson there. With Nelson playing as high off and as far back as he is, he has no chance on this play. So with with our best coverage corner out there, or coverage corner, coverage uh, uh, linebacker inside, we're making Perryman have to choose and have to get over here quick. And my biggest <laughs> gripe with Perryman on this play, too, is to the point you spoke about, about being a bit over-aggressive. If we go to the tie view, you can look at his eyes and see how he was deciphering his play in real time. You could see that he realizes late, oh, it's past. I got to get to my pass landmark. And then once he realizes, all right, let me get to my pass landmark. Oh, I have a guy in my landmark. And so he notices late and is not able to capitalize on the ball. If he notices, like, all right, immediately pass, let me get to my landmark. He can be able to make an actual play on this ball. But since he was playing the run and playing the line to see what the fuck they was about to do, if they go do any tricky shit, and I respect it. They was doing tricky shit all game. So I understand. But he just a uh, little too aggressive, a little too uh, – yeah, a little too aggressive in uh, keeping the eyes on the line and keeping the eyes in the, inside the tackle box and not getting to his line mark, causing that uh, that the ability for that tight end to – Get over the uh, the linebacker, but underneath the safety, we in a cover three and a deep safety and a deep third, and so you got a lot. As you saw, a lot of cushion for that tight end to expose, and you just gotta have a quarterback to hit hit the hole in the zone. And so you had a quarterback that was at least decent and good enough to hit the uh, the hole in the zone, and you had a, a slightly aggressive uh, linebacker that got to his landmark late. Yeah, and on top of that. We gave him time. We gave the quarterback time. Like we don't win anywhere on this line. It's, I mean, you get a little bit of push here from, I think that's, that's Khalil Davis. Uh, but in reality, Flacco has all day to throw this pass. You got um, what? Makai Spears on the inside. He has a lot of room to go. He doesn't do a speed rush to bend the corner. He's just, he's a, he's a finesse pass rusher. So, that's, that's going to be one of his gripes on the right side. He probably had a probably what a chip, most likely. Let me make sure. Chip, chip by just getting in the rushing pathway. So you have a defensive end trying to guess what the tight end's about to do, throwing off the timing. And you know, interior D line, they're not you know they're decent. They're they're going to get us through the year, but there's no there's no Pro Bowls on there's no All Pros all pros on there so you just got guys out there uh doing their job and that's that's all that we can really do so this is a great play call by the browns and we gotta just be better on the defense uh yeah. versus lamar and keep in mind this is the backups this majai sanders this is Derek barnett this is this is uh, uh Khalil davis right that's sheldon rankins like the, the outside of sheldon rankins there's all the Three rest of these of guys are your second string so like sure. you're 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 not getting your best pass rushers here. Now yeah, 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 you got third string here too. But like you're 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 with all that being said, the mis- we're nitpicking a, a play that yes, didn't go well, but like this is the stuff you can't allow you cannot allow this to happen. 
this can't happen against the Ravens. If this happens against the Ravens, they're gonna eat you up. So with that, I think we I think we got all the points. You got anything else to say on that? No, that's pretty much it on that one. Uh Perriman just gotta play better. Carlson gotta cheat down more just a little bit, but I get it. You're deep third safety. Mm. All and right. so before we get deep into this one shout out to christian harris uh this reminded me of the point vt was asking about uh can you speak about uh what he was seeing in flacco flacco i was saying uh in the texas 22 chat uh i was saying at the bar I was that screaming in a drunken fashion that i might be there this saturday again doing the same thing in the ravens game is that Flacco? Flacco can't move. He's not. He's not going to move around the pocket like that. Whatever his design is, probably like a play action or something like that, where he got a bigger drop. He got to simulate some other shit. But he's not. He's not going to move around in the pocket. He's not going to do a lot. So the problem with that is you got a quarterback that has one or two reads, and that got to go to the checkdown. And so if you understand the concepts of a play, that all right, I'm gonna go to my outside receiver, go to go to my tight end, or go to, to the underneath short route. If not there, I'm gonna check it down to uh, the running back. He does that seamlessly. He does that every time. And so I feel like D'Amico felt uh, felt as though right, if we get this formation, if we get this look, they only run these type of plays this many times. So we're gonna get a stick look. We're gonna get a levels look. Most likely gonna be a stick look with these players and in this formation. So whenever you're there, uh, Christian, just stay there, read the quarterback's eyes, and then attack the ball. And so you can kind of see it here. He look at his deep shot, look at his second underneath route, and then I'm going to throw it to the check down every time. And he has to because he didn't have time. He had a few plays where he had time. But again, Will Anderson, who's being held here, mm -hmm. uh, is in his face. And the interior is pushing back. Right, you've got this, and you've got who is this right here? Is that uh Malik Collins again, who's starting to get that interior pressure? So you're beginning to see, you're beginning to see the the defense putting it all together. And I never want to see his knee do that again. Uh, but speaking of whose knee it was, we just go ahead to give a shout out to Christian Harris. We we, we have to speak on this man's progress since the beginning of the season which has been absolutely amazing i i we all had doubts at a point in time like all right what this player is going to be can he be an inside the box safety can he can he play the run can he really play the pat uh the coverage game and we're seeing over the year him taking those steps as becoming one of the centerpieces in that linebacker room one of the guys to lead this defense for years to come if you go to the tie view you can see him really analyze his play, moving the defense over, making sure he's he has eyes on the running back, and then flying to the ball. Like that, that that we may see and look at it like, oh, that's just some regular shit to do. But being a player, being a coach, like that's that's not the easiest shit to tell a player to do. That's not the easiest shit to as a player to do. Like if y'all a linebacker right now, you you got your head swinging around, you trying to figure things out. You might play the anger wrong. We're seeing this guy really decipher things and fire off and be intentional with uh intentional with his movements, intentional with, with um what he does and be decisive with what he does. And so I like the decisiveness and the intuition in this play. Like, all right, let me play the run. The run's not there. Let me go back to my pass coverage keys. I got the flats and running backs coming out the field. I see the flat and running back. 
If he gets a ball, I'm about to wreck shop. And so you, you see a guy really taking those steps week by week, and I, I fucking love it. If he turns out to be a guy in a, in a position that we don't have to worry about in the next coming drafts of free agency, we can move that priority down in the list of like, all right, I know we need a linebacker, but how soon and how aggressive do we need a linebacker? With plays like this, yes, we can get a linebacker, but the priority kind of goes down. And that's that goes into the mindset of the things uh, of like what a GM uh, has to kind of factor in. All right, I picked this player. I acquiesced this player. Are those players turning into something? Is the football staff developing this player to be a player? If not, I got to get another player in here. And so we're seeing a player taking those steps, taking that um, taking that uh, um, tutelage from um, D'Amico, understanding the game. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. Indeed. I think the thing that I, I like the most, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be a perennial all-pro, but yes, he has been really, really good. I want to get to this question real quick by uh, Alpha. Uh, shout out to Alpha, who's in the, the Texans Thoughts uh, uh, Discord. Good buddy of mine. Go sub- subscribe to his channel if you like Call of Duty content. He puts out a lot. Really good at the game. Um, he asks, was that Nico bomb that uh, was not completed, was it the same play uh, from before when it was caught for a TD? And I'm assuming you're talking about in the Colts game. Pretty much. It wasn't cover three, but he pretty much ran a go route. He ran straight down the field. He literally just ran oh, straight down the numbers, yeah. and that was it. That was all he so- did. Yeah, just a slight difference. Uh, and that play that we showed earlier on the on the scene, uh, he turned a uh, he basically like a slant and go. Uh, slanted, got the DB to commit. Then as soon as he committed on the slant, I turned to a field um, on the uh, the CJ slight overthrow or the Nico uh, miscue. Nico really just he started in the uh, phase. Of call it phase one or phase two in the and running uh, a deep route or running a, a, um, a seam route or a deep route fade route uh, streak route. Um, he started to trot and realize, hey, as soon as I pass this linebacker or the safety that walked down, I forgot there's nobody over top of me. And so as soon as he realized that, he just kept running. He didn't adjust his route. He just ran ran a fucking straight line. So it's, that was crazy to see. Yeah, it was indeed. Uh, but this was, I mean, it was very similar, but yes, it was pretty much the same route. Um, mm-hmm. He just, he, the difference was, I think he thought the ball was going to go somewhere else before he. Yeah, I think, I think he just back. misjudged like, all right, did CJ throw this bitch to the end zone and realize, oh, he really did put this bitch on the five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Uh, how you doing, Eden? Also in the, Texans, uh, the 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 Texans thoughts discord with me there. All right, let's take a look at this next play. I'll let you take over here, Exo. What you seeing? Let me see. Let me see. Oh, we know this play. Let me let me let me say how much we was pause 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 pause. Let me show. This is a play to show how much we was in their ass. This game. Cause bro, if you like, bro, look at look look at look like, bro, look at the, I had Michi on the underneath route just to like, oh, a little pitch and catch. I know it's like second and twenty, second and fifteen. Don't give a fuck. I got Dalton Schultz hit a man with a double move. Like, 
Bobby had to feel so confident in Dalton Schultz to put this man on a double move. Because everybody watch Dalton Schultz right now. I'm going to stem you out and break your ass as soon as you commit. There's nothing you can do about it. I'll say that again. I'm going to stem you up, break out. As soon as you open your hips, I'm breaking. Because I got you. I got you. Soft. Say it again, Spider. Gotcha. 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 Go ahead. <laughs> Here's the thing that I really love about this play, right? And 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 EXO, we talk football a lot, so we know a, a good amount of things. But the first thing that I want you to realize is that there's a levels concept that's supposed to happen here, right? It's a flooding levels concept. What is supposed to happen and what the Browns are expecting is that Mechie's going to be the underneath level. Nico Collins is going to be the medium level. And they think that Dalton Schultz is going to stem up right around here and be the over-the-top level, the deep level, which is why you see 33 turn out. He's like, all right, I know this play. I've seen this play a hundred times. Yep. You're going to break out 15 to 10, and I might intercept the ball. Nope. Bobby Slowick played that tendency and said, that's not what we're going to do. But here's what makes it even funnier. You see, remember in the Colts game when we talked about what Dalton Schultz did to when on that first play that we had that we scored, it took one play to score seven. Mm-hmm. And he took five people with him or six people with him. How many people are around Nico Collins right now? They said, don't let him score again. They said, oh, we respect him. Oh, defensive coordinator on. CJ can throw the ball. Nico Collins is a guy. CJ is the first rounder because he has the holes and can throw it anywhere. We got how many people in the fucking Nico Collins? Not, not going to lie. Was bidding them over the fucking woodshed. Bid them over the barrel this whole game. So I, was, I understand. Hey, number 12, he's not going to beat us anymore. But you know who's about to beat you right now? A white man named number 86, Dalton Schultz. We talked bad about him earlier. I'm going to continue talking bad about that non-blocking fuck. But that's another conversation for a different day. He did good today. He did. He did did. good today. Except for that drop. He did real good. (laughs) Except for that drop. But look. Look at look at what happens when he has time. Look at what happens when your quarterback has the ability to set his feet and drop it in the bucket at the one-yard line. Dalton Schultz didn't have to slow down. Oof. And imagine if we did have tank. One Man, of the I things won't... I would say, I'm glad we kind of don't have tank right now, as the progress and the utilization of Xavier Hutchinson and John Michi. Mm-hmm. Due to Noah Brown and Tank being out, Bobby is forced to figure out what the fuck he's about to do with Xavier and uh, uh, Michi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gl- I'm kind of glad because it kind of forced Michi to get his legs back under him. And we're seeing glimpses of Xavier being a guy. Yeah. I don't know how great of a guy he's going to be, but I know he can be like a raw receiver three or four right now. He for yeah. sure can. And you're starting to see that from Mechie as well. You're starting mm-hmm. to see that in the slot when he is when he's on. He's on. It was a couple of plays this game, but like, oh shit, Mechie, he's he doesn't have his legs all the way back under him, 
but he's getting them back. Yeah. And he's run some dudes over. Let's not forget he's a good blocker as well. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that when we get to the Ravens game when we're talking about what we think is going to happen there. But we're starting to see the emergence of our second-year wide receiver, our second-round pick there, and our, what, sixth-round pick and Xavier Hutchinson. We're starting to see them start to, to, to form some – some stuff, and I don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Let's get to the next play. It's the final play here, and then we'll have uh, some additional stuff here. So, oh Lord, the play oh Lord, now we all, all know all round NRG. The play that put the league on notice about Mister Four Eight. The play that we all have to respect D'Amico Rhines, his knowledge, his experience, and who that motherfucker is. Because I haven't seen some shit like this in a minute. And the thing is, I have. Only in situations where you have such a knowledgeable coordinator and coach and such a skilled player, for a coach to call a player like, hey, 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 so VT to this point, hey, whenever we get this look, we got a running back tight end receiver and a tight end is off hinge hang. And they got the other tight end on the back. If you see this look again, they run a skit concept. It's soon. <laughs> it's it is so beautiful to look at, dog. And as crazy thing is, they were so confident on this play, I think. They had Petrie on Amari Cooper. Oh, Stephen, but Cooper went on the flats because, yeah. And if you don't notice, Petrie is breaking on that as well. They knew it was coming to the point like Petrie would not have picked this off. This play Mm -hmm. wasn't going anywhere. This was not going to get a first down. Couple yards. Just going to get a couple yards. Like, oh, it might have gotten the first down. But it might have got like, if was he holds third, on to it. Was it third and two? Was, I think it's fourth and two. This is a fourth down Ooh, play. Yes, it was fourth and two. Ooh. Exactly. Petrie's also there. So, I mean, we have Sting, – Stingley knew what was happening before it happened. Let's, let's also view. talk about that. But, like, let's get to the tight view real quick. I got to see this shit. <laughs> Perfect. Look, he doesn't move. He doesn't move. He reads it. Uh, and see, Petrie's there. I, I know we want to talk about Petrie not being like he's just in the shop, but no, he's there. He knows what's happening. He's there. Like that dude is, he's breaking on it too. So this yeah. defense was aware. Petrie was about to turn that man ACL. So this play, <laughs> that man knee was about to get fucked. <laughs> like this was insane. This defense was prepared. Shout out to D'Amico Dog in the line, having a 53 cashman lineup. He, we all knew he wasn't going to drop out, but it's the fact that a guard still has to, like, all right, where the, what the fuck is this asshole about to do? He's still pointing at him, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, and this is what's oh. insane is, is we just watched the pick six, right? We just saw it happen. Oh, uh, no. Nah, here we go again. Back-to-back drives with pick sixes. 
And that means the defense had to come right back out there. Let's not forget, y'all. And I, I, I think, no, we'll talk about this when we get to the uh, to the next play here. Let me stop sharing. And then we'll we'll do the play crafting real quick. So let yep. me stop this and let's get on to that next play. Let me minimize this and let me go ahead and bring up that play. But one of the things that I really enjoyed about watching this game was the fact that we played our game fully and we didn't do stupid stuff right we didn't make a lot of mental mistakes and that's what allowed us to be as good as we were right it allowed us to to be that good because we played we played the game the right way we played really really well so let me go ahead and let me make this bigger all right so we have this play here as we get into play crafting here. I'll let you kind of lead off on this, Exo. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to the other segment, one of the other segments of the Modern Texas Podcast where we do play crafting. We bring up a play uh, during the game that we felt like we could decipher a little bit more, act, uh, say and talk about how we would change it, and then talk about if the play is good, how we would keep it, and the play was bad, how we do the adjustments we, we would do, and anything under the sun after that. The, today's play is we have the only rushing play for Damon Pierce. And before we go down and talk about the redesign of this play, we're going to talk about what happened on this play. We have, so for other people in the, other people in other chats and the other people on Texas Twitter felt like, you know, any play to Damian Pierce is a wasted play. This is, you know, it shouldn't happen. He's a waste of a player. But I want you to know if any other running back was to run this play, nothing, nothing is going to happen. Nothing, not a positive play was going to happen. If Motor was running this play, at most he'd probably get is a yard because he was going to figure out a way for JOK to attack half of him, probably at the legs, and for him to lean his body over and to get that yard. You know why we say this? Because a center play happened like this during, not during his drive, but during the game. And what JOK did when there was really no blocking, he get about a yard if he's not able to bounce it out. And on this play, you can see even uh, Mr. Uh, Pierce can't even bounce it out because he knows there. Miles fucking Garrett because Shaq Mason decides to whiff for the block. So let's figure out what really happened on this play. We have, to me, is. Uh, Let's say a jet motion or a jet, uh, a jet, yeah, a jet ring around, not ring around, a jet in around, in around a play. We possibly are playing on the quickness of his route and the amount of movement happening in the backfield and in the, and like the regular line of scrimmage. We're trying to pick on a defensive end or a linebacker, most likely the DN being Miles Garrett. So strike against fucking Bobby for doing his dumbass play right here, but. That's not the dumbass part. The dumbass part is my deuce block between Laramie Tunsil and Juice Scruggs and Mr. Dalton Schultz that we bigged up a couple plays ago. At some point in time, three players are not blocked. One of those players is not either of their responsibility because that is 
uh, Shaq Mason's prospect to insert around CJ Keith the pitch to see the Oh, we'll get to that. I, I got to break down what the fuck dumbass shit happened here. The reason why this run play didn't work is because my duo block or my deuce block between Juice and Laramie Tunsil never got to the linebacker. We can say, oh, that Juice is just supposed to block them out the gate. I beg to differ. A lot of these blocks are not just deuces. You just don't do somebody out the way. I feel as though somebody was supposed to come off that play and pick up JOK, who was having a hell of a game. A hell of a game. Damn near their best defensive player for the whole game. Because now you see, if we wham, if we whamming or chipping or pulling to wham block 95, whose job is it is to get six? Let me know. Let me know. And I want y'all to look at this moment. If 78 comes off or 70 comes off to get six, 86 gets 23, and that safety cornerback rolls over because he's attached to Hutchison, who's left for Damian Pierce? So these are the moments that I like my microaggressions about the run game because shit like this happens to motor. I'm just blessed. We're blessed and happy that Motor still got wiggle and vision enough to make something out of nothing. But shit like this, even Motor can't do shit with this. A lot of road running backs can't do shit with this. So, what I would change on this play is I would tell them to run the play like it's drawn up, and one of you fat fucks come off to the linebacker so there's open hole, or like my guy, what's his name, Cash Style Fool. Oh, cast out fool, boy, 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 I see you, boy. I see you, boy. But cast out fool says, fake the inside run. Just, uh, uh, I, I fake the pitch. Fake the inside run. CJ keep and pitch the single Terry an option. I don't think, I don't think that's going to work. That's not going to work. And the reason that's not going to work, I'm going to go to the, the why view to show you why that would work. That would not work. Um, so, if we pitch, you've got a player right here. He's he's there. These guys are specifically watching that, and they're going to come down and just destroy Singletary. Yeah, two players. Yeah, two players, and really three, because 54 is right there as well. Yo, 50, no, the 54 is CJ's guy. I'm talking about this yeah. two players just going to be on Singletary, that linebacker yeah, and that corner. <laughs> they're there. So, the, and he keep in mind, the line of scrimmage is here. That's the TFL. They're going baby. to meet him at the 40. TFL, baby. This was a this was a TFL. And if we go and look, I mean, you'll see what I mean here in a second when it goes and shows you everything. The players this was a 40, TFL anyway. I think he lost four. a yard. Yeah, 44. Yeah, this is a yeah, two yard loss. So so this is the, if you fake that and keep it with him, keep it there. That no, this ain't gonna work. Honestly, this play works, as you said. If he, if one of these two comes off, really, if Scruggs came off because he's because Tunsil is sealing this guy, he's gonna seal him this way. If Scruggs comes off and just literally hits this dude, hits JOK, chip him, just do off something. to the left, get just way. just get him off. Even with Miles Garrett there, look look at where Damian Pierce is running from former running back. One of the things you do is run up against the backside. He's doing he it. is uh, on the backside of Dieter as he can get. 
His eyes look up and he sees JLK coming downhill on him. There, there is nothing else he can do here. I've literally paused it here. I'm gonna pause it and look. A second went by, and he's already getting hit. Look at Shaq. Less him. than a second of time. Disgusting. That's disgusting. Less than a second. He has less than a second to make a decision and beat these dudes. You have to. This is where I say it's 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 precision over perfection. You need to play your your. You need to make the precise play right. And in this case, one of these dudes coming off and hitting JOK is all that's necessary. So I could get six. Can you give me the wide view? I want to see if there's a able to do a pass out of this. Because Xavier comes across. He's not open. His wide receivers, there is nobody downfield. Mm-hmm. So this there's not really anything. This strictly a run play. This strictly is a motioning run play. It's exotic. And this, would, this would have worked. This would have worked if my double team comes off to a linebacker. If six isn't allowed to hit, this would have worked. And I, I really want to talk about this play a little bit further because it's not just this play where we've seen this. In the Jets game, uh, Damian Pierce, I think, gets two runs. And everybody said that was too, too many. On the plays, he got the ball. He had one rush. No, he had four rushes. On one of those rushes, he actually gets yardage. And it's the only play in which Beck is not in. And he doesn't have a uh, fullback. And it's the same looking run that Devin Singletary gets. But every other run, literally one of those runs, he gets the ball. And Quinn Williams is in his face. Like, in his face. He, he, he hasn't got the ball yet, and Quinn Williams is half a yard away from him. That play was insane. This is how, the kind of plays that we're seeing. And it's not just Pierce. If Motor gets this ball, if Hutchinson Motor got, gets Motor this got ball. Motor had to bounce a play out twice because it was shitty blocking. Twice. I mean. The first it, it, time he bounced out in between the tackle and the tight end and Miles Garrett was there. So you have to bounce it out again and take it all the way to the sideline. And mind you guys, this, that was from like third and one or fourth and one. So it was a play that we had to get a first down. And if you look at this play again, even if we handed this ball to Hutchinson, Miles Garrett is blowing this up. So you, this is the right place to hand this right here to Pierce. He does, but nobody blocks JOK. All we need in this play is either Tunsil or Juice to come off and hit JOK, and that's it. It. You got yourself a big run. You got anything else for us here, XO? No, that's all I got. Ugly stuff. We could definitely do better. All right, y'all. It's about that time. Let's have some conversation. Let's have some conversation. The playoffs are coming. Actually, the playoffs are here. The divisional round is coming. And we are, we've heard some trash talk already. We've heard some Ravens fans come in and talk about how we've moved the goalposts. 
about how we can't have it both ways, that we aren't supposed to be here and that the Ravens are nice, but but we are confident that our team has a chance to win the game. I'm here to tell y'all, it don't matter what they say. It really doesn't. They can say whatever the heck they want to say. The reality is we aren't supposed to be here. We never were. We are playing with house money. And the Ravens are nice. The Ravens are real nice. But we match up against them pretty well. We have a really good run defense. What is it, second best in the league, right, Exo? Yep. Second best in the league. We're the best run team in the league. We can stop them as long as we keep Lamar in the pocket. We can stop them. Do we trust Lamar? To be able to throw the ball 45 to 50 times in a game well, and best. not turn it over. Sixth best rush defense in the league. Ravens are 14th. We are. Uh, and that's based on yards per game, not yards per carry. Uh, we averaged 94. We allowed an uh, average of 94.4 yards, uh, uh, 94.4 yards a game. The Ravens uh, allow about 109.4. Um, their pass defense, we are about, let's say, do, 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 like 21st or something like that. 24th, and the Ravens are fifth. So it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, against these assholes, um, like you were mentioning, uh, this we are we are matched up pretty damn well against this team. Uh, they have a great rushing offense, like I think the top rushing offense in the league. We one of the top top ten rushing defenses in the league. Um, we have a decent uh pass pass defense. They. They are blessed with having teams to play from behind. Uh, if y'all saw one of the tweets out uh, over the course of this whole season, I think they only had, what, 15 minutes or 20 minutes that they played from behind. And so they they always been in a comfortable position of being ahead and slowing the game down, dictating the game, and allowing those rushes uh, to come into fruition. And that's to be where I feel like that comes in. But I'm not going to discredit the team. They were – we're in the playoffs. We're in the division around the playoff. Every team we want to play from here on out, even the first week, it's a good team. So we just have to – we really have to come ready to play. Um, to me, the keys of the game would be uh, Isaiah Likely, um, the three running backs they have, um, and that's a slug if anybody's able to catch it. And then um, – Zay Flowers, he was one of the more productive ones the first time we played. You watch the games. He's their most productive receiver. He's the one. He's their chain mover. He's their big, uh, big chunk play haver. Um, so if you if you you're able to stifle the run, get him down to less than their yearly average or yesterday game average, like we brought up in the space. If they're average five yards a game, and we bring them down to three, we had a good rushing game. So if we able to have a good rushing defense game and then have a better game than we had first game, because as y'all know, the first game, we got stops. We were able to contend with Lamar and them. We just wasn't able to capitalize on that. We had stalled out drives. We had 
um, fumbles. We had a bunch of three and outs that we we didn't reward the defense of what they gave us. So if we're able to play literally complimentary fucking football, we have a chance to make history. But I will not – I would be remiss if I didn't say, hey, guys, we have the ability to lose this game. I'm not saying we're going to lose this game. I, we have the ability to. So it's going to be an interesting game in less than 24 hours, guys. Agreed. I think the big other thing that we need to talk about with the Ravens is this next subject here that I really like to talk about is team health. This is the second time we're playing the Ravens, right? Um, the first time, I don't believe Marlon Humphrey played the first time. I don't believe Mark Andrews played the first time. It's going to be the same thing. Same situation. The first time Noah Brown played a whole lot and Tank Dell really didn't see the field that much. Tank Dell's not going to see the field at all and Noah Brown isn't there. But you know who is there is John Mechie. Earlier, somebody talked about John Mechie. Is this a John Mechie breakout game? I don't think John Mechie... Uh, goes off or something crazy. But what I do think about Mechie, who got like, I think eight snaps or something like that in the game is that his blocking is going to be pivotal. We're going to see us be able to run the ball more. Why? We found our identity. We found out who we are and how we want to run the ball and who we can do it with. Two, we found out how to throw the ball. And who we should throw it to. And not say, that's also not forgetting that we did throw the ball against them the first game. We threw it for, what, 260 yards or something like that? Um, no touchdowns, obviously. But we're a better team now, so we're the Ravens. I do agree with you, So I think we are a better team. Uh, but we still have a chance to lose this game. We also have a chance to win this game. If we can come out and stop the run, if we can come out and play the game that we played against the Browns, I know we were talking with Ravens fans earlier. I know that the Ravens fans have a Ravens have a good defense, but they weren't rated on the same level as that Browns defense. That Browns defense was the best defense in the league. Hands down. They had the best defense. Uh, uh, they were best against yards or against run and pass. Actually, we were. I don't, were they the best run defense in the league? I don't think they were. Hmm. Um, so put that in the chat. Uh, best <laughs> run defense. By yards per carry or just yards a lot. Uh, yards per carry. Uh, the or uh, both. Give me both. Rushing defense, rushing yardage, and then yards per rush attempt. The best team. NFL team opponent yards per rush attempt. We wow, had, Go ahead. Uh, NFL team opponents for yards per rush attempt. Houston had allowed. 3.5 versus Baltimore allowing 4.5. And what were the Browns? The Browns were 4.2. So 
we were one of the better rushing defense teams. Only one team diced us up this year. And that and keep in mind, those numbers are skewed by the fact that Jonathan Taylor put up 180 yards on us. Yep. Had that not happened, we'd be even lower. Top five rush defense. So we have a legitimate rush defense here. We match up well. And we're getting healthy at the right time. We have all our offensive linemen. G. Scruggs is there. Michael Dieter is there. Uh, Shaq Mason is there. Larry Tunsil is there. Uh, George Fan is there. There are only three players on that line that played the first time in that game. Uh, and that's uh, Tunsil, Fant, and Mason. They're the only three players that played in that first game for the, the line. Juice didn't play, and neither did Dieter. And both of them have played admirably. Jarrett Patterson started the first game. So we have a chance, a really, really good chance to be able to run the ball with Devin Singletary. We have a chance to let John Mechie start to cook. He's been cooking people. He's been running those routes really well, especially if they take Nico Collins away. I don't think they can, though. I don't think anybody can. No one's really been able to take Nico Collins away, except for maybe Tank Dell. So we have a legitimate chance against this Ravens team that everybody wants to, 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 to loft, and they rightfully deserve it. But in order to win, we cannot have mental mistakes. We cannot do stupid, dumb stuff all game. Can't do it. Can't have that. We got to be better. We got to be on our P's and Q's all game, but that doesn't mean play perfectly. Just means we got to be on our P's and Q's all game long. Predictions. What you got for me, XO? What are you thinking in this game? Uh... Uh, uh, um, uh, I don't know, man. This is a hard game for me because we just match up really fucking well. Last game, I was I feel a little bit more confident because I just didn't believe Joe Flacco could continue his run. But if we're able to stop their run, I feel like we have a big chance of winning this game. We really do. If they have to play outside their comfort zone, we can. Um, that's saying a lot because, you know, nobody really has stopped the Ravens rushing offense just yet. Um, but I feel like we have an opportunity to do so. Uh, I feel like we could win if Isaiah likely doesn't have a great game and one of their running backs doesn't have a great game, preferably the starter. If the starter doesn't have a great game, because if he's the starter, they don't – they split – carries but it's kind of it's kind of weird it's not a 50 50 situation it's more like a 70 30 or 65 45 situation so they, if their second running back is feeling himself it's gonna be a while till they just start putting him in the game um lamar i'm not big on containing him uh because he still tries like I, he tried to prove a point this year to throw the ball so i'm not big on him like all right if you keep him in the pocket it's gonna be good because he has fuck fuck folks over for doing that type of dumb, uh, not dumb shit, but doing that type of shit. But I do think if you can contain him and make him 
be a passer. It may be advantageous, but I have seen plays this year where he can threat the ball. He can do what he has to do to win the game. So um, stop Zay Flowers. Stop wearing their running backs. I don't even think it's really about – yes, contain Lamar past the 50. Uh, once he get past the 50, then you have to really start to contain him. But if you don't, if he's beyond the 50, you can kind of – you can kind of relax a little bit on it, but once he gets that 40, 35 range, you got to be more spy heavy. Uh, annoyed by Isaiah Likely, annoyed by Isaiah Flowers. Bateman, he does, he scares me, but he doesn't scare me like that. He's like a, he's like an Alec Pierce to me, but like a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, he's like an Alec Pierce to me. Um, and then Zay Flowers is a better Josh Jones. Uh, Better Calvin Ridley, uh, better uh, Christian Kirk. I just trying to think Has he been like, a better Kirk? I don't think he's been better than them this year. Christian Kirk was cooking everybody. Um, Zay, Flowers Zay Flowers has had moments where he's disappeared. Um, he's good though. He's he's got that elite elusiveness. Yeah. But uh, if you I, have seven tacklers on him, it doesn't matter how elusive he is. Yeah, he's currently 77 receptions, 858 yards, five touchdowns. I remember watching a couple of his games. He did have a drop problem a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, he's had one 100-yard game, and that was the Miami game. He had three catches for 106 yards. Everything else, his highest besides that, his highest gains has been like 70 in the 70 range. So, just like on our first game, he he's going to get some targets, he's got to kind of kind of hold him down. Like, he's going to get open, he's a he's a slot receiver, shifty slot receiver. So, he's gonna he's gonna try to get him the ball in the open space and let him cook. So, if you could do that, I I think. If we can play correctly on the rush rush defense, play like to our standard is, and damn, damn, I just don't, I don't like Desmond King on Zay Flowers or Peachy on Zay Flowers. I really don't. Um, But they're not going to do that all game. I'm cool with Isaiah Likely versus our linebackers. I feel like he can keep up with him. But he runs long crossing routes at times, so that's one of our problems is doing zone pass-off shit. But I do think I'm a, I'm a, I'm going I'm to just say it's going to be a close game. I don't know who's going to win. I just know it's going to be a close game. I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'm not confident in my pick, but – I think it's it's fifty five or fifty one forty nine is is my pick here. Oh, you saying shootout? I I don't think it's a no 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 no. I like fifty one percent to forty nine. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna say we win the game. Okay, I'm fifty one percent confident in that. Um, I believe the score is going to be somewhere around twenty to nineteen. 1917, uh, 24-22, something like that. And the reason I say that is because I do think we get in, we we are 
we are taking away the run game early. I think we take away that because here's the thing about the Ravens. If you go back and you watch Ravens game, contrary to popular belief, I do watch a lot of film on other teams as well. Uh, But if you go back and watch a lot of Ravens games, what you'll notice is they do run the ball probably more than any other team. They run the ball. And once they get into the groove of running the ball, especially if you can't stop them early, expect to get run on 35 to 40 times a game. That's what they do. That's why they're averaging so many yards a, a, a carry. I think they average what, five yards a carry mm-hmm. on 156 or 160 yards. So if you do the math, it's like 30 yards, or uh, uh, 30 runs, 30 to 35 runs a game. They're going to run it on you 30 times. They run the ball. They're going to try to run that bitch. They're going to try and run the ball. But if you stop them, if they have 10 yards for 20 or 10 rushes for 20 yards, they're going to start throwing the ball because they can't just get 10 yards, right? Or, or 20 yards and that be enough. They've probably gone, they've probably not scored anything unless they've gotten a pick. Right or pick six or something. So they are going to have to start airing it out. And if that is starting to happen, right? If they're if they're having to abandon the run because the game is starting to get out of hand for them, where let's say the Texans go up 10 to nothing and it's going into the third quarter. They can't just start running the ball, especially if it's been stingy all day. They're gonna have to start passing. And this is where my question is, if you ask Lamar to throw 45 times and you're not, you, you, we know your run game is not working. You're going to try and run it, but if it's not working, will Lamar still be able to dice you up 45 to 50 times on passing, on passing plays? I don't know. I know he's been able to do it 25 times. Right. 30 times, right? Under 30 times, really 20 to 25 times. We've, we've seen him do it all the time. And he's ridiculously good when his run game is on. But when he doesn't have a run game, when it all is on his shoulders, what will happen? I think that's the way we, we win the game. Not because I'm saying Lamar, I, I want it to be known, Ravens fans. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson is terrible. I'm not saying he's even bad. I'm telling you, he's really, 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 really good. But if you have to put the game all on his shoulders, will he win it for you? With the weapons he has, I'm not sure he can. Not with the weapons he has. If he had Tyreek Hill. I'm if you had Prime he had. Odell, Mark yeah. Andrews, and this young Zay Flowers, yeah. We, yeah, he's got he you. It, there ain't nothing. But, but he doesn't. He's it's got Lamar, Isaiah Day, Likely, and Isaiah Likely. That's all he yeah. has. That that's it. That's, that's his it. Offensive threats. So, and that's what, why they have to give the ball thirty-five times a game to the running backs. So, if he can't do it, do you think the Ravens win? And my say, my thought on that is no. But the big if is if we stop the run game, if. We stop the run game. And then the bigger question is, what does that even look like? <laughs> exactly. What does that mean? Does that mean we only allow them to rush for 100 yards? Does that mean 
We allowed them to rush for 105 yards because remember they rushed for 160. Yeah. Yes. So, what does that mean? If we hold them to 100 yards, does that mean on 30 rushes that's three yards, 3.3 yards a carry? That's really, really, really good. I'll take that all day. But does that is that what we're looking for? I don't know. I don't want them to rush for 100 yards. I would like us to hold them under, but I don't think that's realistic. I think 100 yards is a good target. Um, But if we can do that, if you can hold them to 100 yards, remember the first game we held them to 110. If you can hold them to 100 yards, what happens? If If your offense can move the ball on them, and our offense can, what happens? So that's kind of my thought. My prediction is that we go out there. I'm going to say the score is going to be 21-19 Houston. If we stop the run. If we don't, I think it'll be 35-24 Ravens. That is my prediction. And that is where we come down to questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if anybody has any questions, feel free to put them in the chat. If you don't have any questions or if you just want us to pray for you, if you want anything else, feel free to hit us up in the comments. Feel free to hit us up in the chat. Feel free to hit us up in on Twitter. DM us if you want to. Jump in one of those texting spaces. Talk to us there. Email us. Let us know. But until we get some questions... Exo, tell the people how they can find you. Hey guys, you can find me at Exo Intro underscore on Twitter. I talk about football a lot. I talk about the trenches, that being the O line and D line, because that's what win and loses the games. And so, if you like football content, if you like lineman content, you can catch me there. I'll happily take DMs, happily take questions. I'm not a Bad man to talk to, and I just love talking ball. Same, and you can find me as as it says below. You can find me at Moderate Texan. Um, I'm always available there. You can always hit me up on the weekdays. However, I might not respond as fast uh, because I'm not allowed to have my phone on me, so you might not see me respond immediately. But I will get back to you as soon as possible. You always can hit us up on the moderate Texan email that you see down below. We'll get back with you as soon as possible, especially if there's stuff specifically you guys want to see. Also, this is a podcast for real. It's not just a YouTube stream. We also have this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which is not YouTube music, um, and anywhere else you want to get your podcast because it has an RSS feed. Feel free to watch it there. You can only watch it here, like watch the film stuff, here and on Spotify, if you guys would like. And yes, you can see it's exo uh, uh, intro underscore at moderate Texan. Uh, you guys can see that there. Um, if you guys don't have any questions, exo, you got anything else for us? 
Uh, just wanted to see y'all to stay blessed. Hope y'all. Hopefully, y'all had a good week. If y'all didn't, hopefully the next week will be better. And if y'all did, hopefully that carries over to the next week. I want y'all to stay blessed, stay happy. And if you have any problems with anything, you have any qualms with anything, please reach out to people. We all love you. We all love life. This life is a wonderful thing to live and a wonderful thing to experience. And I want everybody to experience it, man. Indeed, I can't say that any better. Do not hesitate to reach out to us. If you feel like there's anything crazy and you feel like we're gonna we're gonna rag you, I might rag you, but I'm gonna what? keep you, I'm gonna keep you up. Exactly. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make sure you get through whatever you're going through together. So do not we're hesitate mixed. with to get do in contact. Not. Do not I love y'all boys. I love y'all girls, boys. He she's days, it's or whatever you like to call yourself. I love you. Your wonderful life, and I want you to keep it. Fact, it's been a great indeed, show, indeed. moderate. Been a it great has show. been. It has been indeed. It's been a fantastic show. You guys know what we got to do today. So we got to look through the darkness. We found a little bit. Actually, we found a lot of light. I think we brought them right back to the middle. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Jay, a.k.a. The Moderate Texan. That is the XO intro. This is The Moderate Texan Podcast. H-Town, we love you. We're going to catch you soon. See you in Baltimore.